Welcome to Carpool Conversations, where our goal is to equip parents to have meaningful, Christ-centered conversations with their kids. I'm Amy Lowe. And I am Sarah Jones. And today we'll be talking about screen time. Sarah, the dreaded word, technology, Mm. screen time. It can be a hot topic, but we're diving in. It could maybe even be a painful topic, but we're going to do our best to handle this well. And here, here's our goals for today. They're, they're twofold. Number one, we don't want to make anyone feel guilty or shamed because we've messed up here because we all have, and that's not what we're going to do today. And number two, our goal is to help educate us on some tools that are out there and encourage us to take steps to improve in this area, no matter where we are because there's always steps that you can take to rein it in. So it'll be a good reminder for me, it'll be a good reminder for you, and a good reminder for those listening to help equip us, but also give us some some tips and some tools that will really help, I hope. Yes, yeah, you're right. It is a hot topic. I know it's a hot topic in my house because my kids think they will get a cell phone pretty soon, which that's not gonna be the case. So I really, I want to start with a question, Amy, and I'll share first, but when did you get your own cell phone? For me, I was 17 years old. It was my 17th birthday. I'll never forget it, but I was way older. My brain was um, not fully developed, but close, but Mm. I was 17 and I got my first car. And so my parents gifted me a cell phone and there there was zero service in my house. And I remember having to put the cell phone in my bedroom window to send and receive text messages. How terrible was that? Um, I also remember before I got a cell phone, my best friend was a year older and she got one and I would borrow hers oh. to send, te- <laughs> yeah, send text messages of my own to my friends from her phone. And this was before unlimited data plans. I ran up her bill. It was over $200. Oh. And my parents said, oh, you will be doing some jobs around the house because you have to pay her back. So not a good start You learned for that me. lesson early. Oh, really early. Yeah. Very painful. <laughs> okay. So for me, Sarah, I'm older than you. So back it up. We didn't even have, when I got a cell phone, texts were not a thing. It was a oh. flip phone. I got that when I was in college because I was having to drive three hours to college and three hours back. So that was the reason that I got it because I was in college again, flip phone, no texting, but it was a big deal and it was exciting. But for me, really, it was when my kids were born is when I got my first smartphone. Okay. And it was new and exciting and fun because they had so many apps and, you know, I was up at night and all the time and it was just really helpful and fun. But also it was fun for the kids to be able to use because they had all these apps for kids. So I think I was just oblivious Mm -hmm. to the effects of it because it was so new and exciting. And we just didn't think about the ramifications of what was to come in the future because of it. Yeah. So that's the timeline for me. But let's talk about something that we all know. Okay, kids are on screens way too much. I think everybody can agree with that. They're on there too much. And I've been doing some research to look into this a little bit more. And we know through that research that kids, 
they're growing up, they need movement, they need touch, they need human exposure, they need exposure to nature, Mm -hmm. and screens don't help with any of that. So part of this, I think for us, is just to be aware and to help get our kids, encourage our kids to get outside, to get face-to-face with other people, to get creative, and anything we can do to encourage that is mm-hmm. is really a win at the end of the day. Okay. So I lead our Windshape Camps for Girls team, and we do staff training, you know, before the summer starts, and I was doing some research and talking to the staff about why we do camp. Why, why, why would we even do this and spend our time in this ministry and why camp is important for kids? And so it really just came up in that experience when I was doing research, because here's what I found, Sarah. I'm going to yeah. make you guess. On average, how many hours a day is a kid on a device? Uh, five? Yes, it was from four, was it, it was four to eight. Oh. It was four. That's a large span. Four yeah. to eight hours a day. The older that they got, the longer they were on it, according to the research that I found. Okay, and now here's the other stat that blew my mind. I don't think anybody's surprised about the four to eight hours. It's a lot. We know that it is. That's I think we think that it's not that much, but it really is. Okay, so how many hours a day are they outside? Kids are outside playing in non-sports activity. So it's not a sport outside. They're just playing outside in the yard, riding their bikes, doing non-structured things. How long? Mm, I want it to be higher, but I know it's probably two to three hours. Nope. Sarah. What? I hope hope everybody's sitting down. It's four (laughs) to six minutes a day. Four to six minutes a day. Oh, yeah. They're outside playing and non-structured activity. When I was growing up, I was outside all the time, riding my bike and playing in the little creek next to our house. And that's just not what our kids are are growing up with. No. Well, you know what's crazy is that we recently visited our pediatrician for our son's yearly checkup. Yeah. And for the first time ever, I actually had a doctor tell me, hey, you got to limit your kid's screen time to one hour per day. That's what that was his That's recommendation. What he said. Okay. Yeah, so I guess some research has come out and that was what he said. He actually asked before he told us. He wanted to hear us answer which I don't know that I was at completely truthful, I but think we always underestimate we always think it's less. I know. And I then was, when I get that little alert of my screen time every Sunday, oh. I'm always shocked. Um, same, because I'm like, how much of it was me and how much of it was my daughter playing in a game on my phone? Yep. Yeah. So we actually had to painfully set some new boundaries around our TV time and our games on the phones mm-hmm. after that pediatrician visit. But my daughter actually called me out about my frequent screen time as well. So yeah. she notices just as much as I've noticed her. Um but at our house, we actually started a no phone Wednesday, and it has been game changer. We found ourselves like putting our kids. Yeah, tell to me bed. about it. Yeah, we found ourselves putting our kids to bed at night, and then just zoning out for the next hour, just scrolling through <laughs> yes. our cell phones. We're yes. like, "What are we doing?" So after work on Wednesdays, we turn our phones off. We do not turn them back on until the next day. So no, no more zoning out. But it's actually been really like freeing. I've loved it. So I don't know if you need to try no phone Wednesdays. I definitely need to try no phone 
Wednesdays. Yeah, but it's actually been kind of eye-opening to see I'm on my phone just as much. Yeah. As yeah. kids are. So Your, Our brains need a break. Yeah. One way we've done this in our house, you know, helping our kids get outside is we make them do outdoor chores, which they, you know, don't love, but it's a way for them to make money, which is good. So my son is old enough now. He goes out and mows the grass with dad, which is so fun to watch because that mower is like a little bit bigger than him. <laughs> and in the summer, most evenings, you can find us at the neighborhood pool. In the fall, we love to go to one of our outdoor parks that have a really fun playground and feed the geese and all the things, fish. And we also take walks at night. A lot of times our dog demands it now. And yeah. so I usually at least take one kid with me and they ride their scooter or they walk with me and we're able to chat about the day. So I think just anytime we can encourage them to get outside and be creative, be fun, talk to people, I just think all of that stuff's going to yeah. add up for their brain. We love to take family walks too at night, kind of like that window after dinner, before, you know, all the bath yeah. bedtime things, but we love that family walk. It's really been a sweet time. We also started a garden. Wow. I know. We So we grow our own veggies and uh, to include our kids in that has been a blast. We got chickens and Sarah. I know we love the fresh eggs. How many eggs. chickens do you have? Well, currently we have three. Do they have names? Mm-hmm. Did the they, kids name them? Oh, yes. Charlie May, Jenny, Ruby Red. Cute. Penny's in heaven and Charlotte's in heaven. Yes. I was going to so, say, I hope that they're protected. Anyway. <laughs> they are. They're protected. Yeah. But our kids, like to include them in taking care of like an actual growing plant and a chicken. I mean, I know it's a farm animal, but it has been so cool to watch them take care of that. And I think um, something that requires like daily care, you have to be outside. So, so good. It forces us. Yeah. We got to water the garden. We got to get our eggs and clean out a coop. I bet it's so fun when you make the dinner with the things from the garden. Uh, I bet they're so proud. We had BLTs last night with a homegrown tomato. I don't think mm. there's anything better than a homegrown tomato on a BLT. It's just not. I love it. Another thing, Sarah, that I've just started to embrace with my kids is being bored. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like being bored is the worst possible thing to these children. But being bored is an opportunity to be creative. Yeah. And I think so many times we hear, I'm bored. And what's our response? We give mm -hmm. them our phone. Here, don't be bored anymore. And they're quiet. And it helps us for a little bit, but I've just learned to reframe it and think of being bored as an opportunity to be creative. One of my favorite singers that I think a lot of people love is James Taylor, and I saw a story on him a while back, and he said, you know, the reason why he has written so many songs is because he was bored. He would go out mm -hmm. and he would make himself bored. He would go out to a place all alone with no cell phone service and, and just be alone, and that's how he wrote some of the wonderful songs that we get to listen to because he was bored. One day, my, my kids were bored this summer, and they decided to turn our house into a little carnival. And it was the Fun. cutest, funnest thing. They made carnival games in different rooms. They made tokens. They made a prize area. They had so much fun with it. And we were so proud that they 
got to use their creative muscle and work together to play. And we just went around the house and played the carnival games until we ran out of tickets. I love it that. was so fun. So I think just reframing boredom to be an opportunity to use your creativity. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad thing. No, not at all. And a According to the authors of a book called Screen Schooled, I did a little bit of research. They said that several former employees of technology companies said that when it's used compulsively, it actually ends our creativity mm. and limits our social relationships. How yeah. sad. So, yeah. bored. Hello. We, we welcome boredom. I know that I talk to parents on the phone as part of my job, and our new families sometimes are upset with me that we don't allow cell phones at, at camp. camp. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm telling you, Amy, every summer, the same mom that was upset calls me back mm -hmm. at the end of— I at least have one, one that's upset, and they call me back and say, I am so thankful that my son or my daughter was unplugged for the, the one week or the two weeks at camp. Like they're just, they were able to be a kid again at camp yes. without the pressures of responding to text messages or scrolling through social media or posting a picture on social media. So I love that camp provides that for our, um, our kids just to be unplugged and outside. So I know that as much as my as painful it was as my daughter calling me out for mm. my frequent phone usage, I want to be um, an example to her. I want to practice what I'm preaching and to show her what it would look like to have some healthy boundaries just around screen time in general. For sure. Yeah. It's just as much for us, Sarah. It I is. I completely agree. Okay, so let's turn a corner. We've talked some about the importance of getting these kids outside, getting them off technology. Okay, so, but we know that they're on technology. Yeah. We want to keep them safe while we're on there. We, we want to create guidelines and boundaries and that kind of thing. And again, we're not experts, but we are in the trenches with you trying to figure out some things to keep our kids safe. So we just have a few ideas for you that we have tried ourselves. And one of them that we recently got was the kind of internet that you can turn on and off with your phone. We Again, before that, we just had internet. It was on all the time. I guess you had to maybe push a button on the little device in the corner of the house. But now we have the power on our phone to turn the internet on and off. And so our kids get home. They do their homework, and then we can turn it on and off for them. And that way, <laughs> if the internet doesn't work, they can't play their games Mm. That has been helpful to us. Also, we are jumping into the one of the many safeguards that are out there for parents, an app called Bark, Bark Technologies. And again, it's still new to us, but they have phones, Bark phones that you can get for your kid as their first phone if you want to do that. But it also, if you if your kids already have a phone or a device, Bark will link up with the phone or device and it will alert you as the parent anytime there's like text messages that are bad, any YouTube videos they watch that they shouldn't be watching. It alerts you to all of those kind of things. Awesome. So we're really excited about that. And I think it'll be really helpful to us to be able to just feel like we're on top of what mm -hmm. they're watching yeah. on their phones. Yeah. So there's tons there's tons of things out there. Do your research, figure out, talk to other moms. But these are just a couple of things that we've found in our house that has been helpful. 
Oh, I love that, Amy. So let's talk about social media Mm. and keeping our kids safe there. I recently saw a news clip of Jennifer Garner, and it was an interview, and the news reporter asked her, hey, tell me about not letting your teens have social media. So Jennifer said, she told her teens, she said, I want you to find some scientific data where it shows that social media is actually good for you. And then I'll consider it because everything I'm finding is actually showing that it's not beneficial for your developing brain. So... Of course, they couldn't find any right. research. So she just said, this is something that is a, it's a boundary for us. I'm actually not going to let you have social media. I don't really care if you are upset about it. It's just, I'm just going to say no. And so she actually said in this interview that her oldest um, teen was really grateful. Yeah. She's like, Mom, I'm actually grateful that you had yeah. set that boundary and just said, no, that's not what we're going to do as a family you will not get social media. So she said, one of them's grateful. She said, we'll see about the other two. But um, I actually kind of had my own yikes moment recently. Um, We were traveling and my son was losing it. And I handed him my cell phone. I'm like, here, play this game. And my husband so sweetly and gently said, hey, um, our son is not able to regulate his emotions. And if you give him that cell phone every time he's upset, he will never learn how to regulate his emotions. So I was like, ooh, what a a yikes moment because I'm actually the one handing him the phone to play the game instead of listening to him cry. Yeah. So if, if this is you too, moms, I'm right there with you and I'm undoing some things that I have done wrong. So I'm with you. I'm with you too, Sarah, for sure. Another yikes thing for us that we all know about is protecting our kids against pornography. And uh, the more we hear about this, the more these kids are getting exposed way earlier than we think. And again, there's lots of things out there that you can do to help get your kids ready for this so that they know how to respond well. But one thing that we've done, it was a book that was recommended to us, and there's two versions. There's a younger kid version and an older kid version, and it's called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. We'll we'll put a link in the show notes so you can go get it if you would like to. But it's been helpful to us just to read that book and educate our kids that, hey, this is probably, you're probably going to see something. Mm-hmm that is going to be shocking to you. Let's talk about it now and what's going to happen. And and that way they're not feeling shame or guilt about it and they know what to do. And it, really for us, we come back to this book on a semi-regular basis because we never know when it's going to happen. And I want them to have it fresh yeah. on their brain so that they know how to respond. But it's just been a really helpful thing for us. So it's it's a great resource that I would recommend and we use in our house. And then also for us... We just take an inventory every new season that comes up. I know, I know after the summer, it's hard. Maybe they've been on the on their technology more than we would have hoped. We, mm-hmm. we reset in the fall and say, okay, here's our new rules for the fall. School's starting. This is what we're going to focus on. This is how much time you got. We're going to track it, all the things. Uh, January is another good time 
Mm-hmm. to do that after the winter break. So I just think take advantage of the new seasons. You can always pull back. You, you don't even need a new season to pull back. We're the parents. We yeah. can say we can set the rules. But I think using new seasons like that helps to to reset our family. And we do that pretty much pretty much every time there's a new season. I love that. Just a fresh start. I know you mentioned adding some resources to the show notes. Another great book to read is called Taming the Technology Monster by Sissy Goff, which we will link. Uh, There also, there was a study titled Social Media and Youth Mental Health by the U.S. Surgeon General Advisory. We will link that as well. But there's a quote from the article that says up to 95% of youth ages 13 to 17 report using a social media platform which with more than a third saying they use social media almost constantly. Mm. So I think having a reset for parents and some tools to help them just figure out what's going to be the best for their family. Uh, So those will also be in the show notes. So good. I think there's also, we're also going to put a Lifeway Research article that was helpful in there as well. Again, so many things are out there to help equip us as parents. And these are just some of the the ones that we have found yeah. helpful. So let's wrap this up, Sarah. Let's end with our our question so that you can be having these conversations around the dinner table or in the carpool line. So here's our question for today. This is going to blow our children's minds when we ask them this question. <laughs> Here it is. If technology didn't exist... What would be some of your favorite things to do? If technology didn't exist, what would be some of your favorite things to do? Get them thinking, get them creative, and then maybe start doing some more of those things on a regular basis because they're the ones that have identified that it's fun and that they like it. And now you just get to be the parent that comes in and said, let's go do those things. I love that because there might be a family who needs to get chickens. I don't know. Plan a garden. There needs to be a no phone Wednesday. I'm gonna I've already written that down. No phone Wednesday. Get Sarah bored. Said, told me to. Yeah, get bored. Exactly. So we hope that you have enjoyed this episode and learned some things. I know that I have, and we hope that you have some really great conversations with your kids as a result. We'll see you next time. Awesome. Thanks, Amy.